inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch, row by row, someone bless these seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below till the rain comes tumbling down. Yes, it is time for In the Garden with Peter Burke. Our program today brought to you by the Willie Store, family-owned since 1900 in Greensboro, by Polly Construction, Gregory Drive, South Burlington, where one call does it all, by Montpelier Agway, your locally-owned Montpelier Agway on East Montpelier Road, by V's Flowers and Garden Shop, flowers, hanging baskets, house plants, and lots more in Waitsfield. By Menards, family-owned True Value Store on Brooklyn Street in Morrisville. By Clausen's Florist, Greenhouse and Perennial Farm in Colchester. Top quality Vermont-grown plants since 1972. By Sticks and Stuff and Swanton Lumber, Vermont's largest independent home center. Go to sticksandstuff.com for store locations and hours. By P&R Lumber, Route 15 in Wolcott. Family Mill Lumber for all projects. Check them out on Facebook. By Guy's Farm and Yard. If it eats and grows, guys can feed it. Guy'sFarmandYard.com. And by Dandelion Acres Garden Center in Bethel, sponsor of the In the Garden podcast. They're online at DandelionAcres.com. We'd love to hear your calls on how things are going in your garden or questions for the expert, Peter Burke. Call 802-244-1777. And right now, here's the host of In the Garden, Peter Burke. Well, we've had plenty of that, haven't we? It tumbled and then some. (laughs) Inch by inch. (laughs) Foot by foot. (laughs) That we have had. Although, uh, it looks like we've got about four or five days of of decent, warm, sunny weather yes. <laughs> as the garden as the garden season's coming to a close, <laughs> we can get the last of our tom- tomatoes reddened <laughs> and um so uh this week, I am in the studio, I am not in my car and <laughs> Not in your root cellar there. <laughs> nope. The nope. underground bunker. <laughs> That's right. Oh goodness. So anyway, as we as we are headed into should I say the word? It's a four letter word. <laughs> Fall <laughs> and uh snow. Um it's really a good time to kinda of take a step back and look at your garden um and think about uh, next year. And in my garden notebook, I have a section called Notes for Next Year. And uh, I find that it's it's a lot better for me. Now, some people can keep this all in their head, but for me, I need to write it down. What worked in the garden? What new plants I planted that I'll probably try again? What new things or old things that I... Um, Probably will not try again. Um, 
And for this year, uh, I was really pleased with the uh, the ground cherries. I thought those actually were easy to grow. They seemed to be uh, pretty much disease and free, disease free, and and they um, they had a nice uh, nice harvest of a a uniquely sweet uh, berry. And so I'll probably do those again. And the other thing was my surprise weed, uh, as I've talked about the, the lamb's quarters. Uh, gonna take a, a, a look at those and try to save some of the seeds because now pretty much all of them have gone to seed. And, um, they, they, f- from the write up on the lamb's quarters, they'll produce by each plant, 75,000 seeds. <laughs> so I should be able to. And, and I, actually, I'm not even sure it's worth the bother because they seem to reseed pretty well all on their own. And uh, so I want to play with that a little bit, uh, think it through. Uh, do I want to try to cultivate a whole bed of lamb's quarters, which... I had one bed that went to seed and I wasn't using, so I just let it go. And uh, we've been harvesting the greens pretty regularly all summer, and and uh, which uh, versus the spinach, which I usually replace it, replace the uh, uh, spinach with lamb's quarters in my my dishes or in the salad. Um, you know, would I want to? Um, would I want to, uh, you know, grow a whole bed of it or not? You know, just kind of think that through a little bit. And then the other thing was, uh, as I mentioned in uh, Johnny's Seeds, they have a, they call it magenta spring, but it <laughs> a fancy name for the common weed called lamb's quarters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but it's the only source of seed I've seen so far. I haven't tried Bakersfield. I, I may have to give that a try and see. Um, but it was definitely, I will include it next year to give it a, give it a try. Um, uh, the other substitutes I have for spinach during the, the season uh, are, are good, you know the the um, New Zealand spinach they call it, uh, the Malabar spinach, um, the uh, um, the uh, uh, perpetual spinach, which is really a, a Swiss chard. All of those things are good, and um, we use uh, the fresh greens quite a bit in our in our day to day salads, and and uh, we use it on you know pizza or. Um, to cook with, I use it uh, frequently to just as an add-on for a stir fry, just to put some greens in there. Um, so all of those are are um, you know good substitutes for spinach, which once June comes, they bolt and and they're gone. So um, there's a few varieties that will take the heat, but for the most part. Uh, um, I need to substitute those and that's what I've been using. So I want to, I'm th- contemplating, you know, in my notes for next year, how I might want to approach that. Um, and, uh, since with the spinach, I plant it in the fall for spring. Uh, I'm going to look to see if I can actually harvest some seeds from the plants of the, the lamb's quarters that I have to see if maybe uh, well, I'll give it a try. You know, obviously the lamb's quarter is reseeding itself. So anyway, um, it's a different form of weed. 
helpful as it is. Um, so with the notes for next year, um, that was one of the things, uh, the, the uh, ground cherries, uh, uh, that's another one. Um, the, uh, I did, uh, three, um, three, t- three, um, uh, container gardens. You know, I did three separate, uh, containers, uh, that are, um, about 30 inches long and 14 inches wide. That's the garden patch one that I like so much. I found that where I put them this year was, was not convenient to get to. And so therefore it was, it was, uh, it made it a little harder to keep up with the, the so-called self-watering, oh, keeping yeah. the, the reservoir full. And uh, so I need to have it a, a little more conveniently located. So that's one of my notes for next year. And then uh, in in my guard, the tower that I have, that one with the thirty cells, you know, it's about terrific. five feet. That's <laughs> great. Uh, it was it was really terrific. Uh, you know, I I planted parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme, and I think I mentioned. And just, just so I could remember where, where stuff was, you know. <laughs> and, uh. As the art, as the yes, Paul and Artie were thinking in the, uh, Exactly. Yeah. yeah, they were gardeners, yeah. you know. <laughs> I doubt. But, uh, anyway, um, and then, you know, I planted, uh, some other things. And one of the things I tried was I, I planted a, uh, uh, one of my, uh, vine zucchinis, the, the trombone zucchini in it. And my plan was to uh, wind the, the wind the, the vine around the the railing of the the deck I put it on, and um, but of course you know best laid plans. Um, I didn't realize that my wife had decided that she was going to paint the deck. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> she and the painter moved it, moved it <laughs> down over next to the blueberries and uh, it broke one of the vines. But the other one is growing fine and it was doing okay. But anyway, <laughs> so I need to find another place to put that container. Uh, um, and so I've, I'm sort of thinking about putting it on on the ground just outside the deck and still use the deck railing as as part of the trellis so it grows out of the grows out of the the cell you know <laughs> as far as it growing it grew really well grew fine it was very easy very easy to uh, keep watered and mm-hmm. stuff because uh, you just take the hose and put it on the in the top and then it was easier to add a fertilizer you know I'll put a um, a fish fertilizer in there and, and soak it once a week. And that worked out real well. And, oh, and the other thing about that was it was sitting on the deck and so it kept that part of the deck really well. So that means it's eventually going to rot. And so not a good idea. Um, these are, this is just sort of the, the list of notes for next year that I'm, I'm running through. <laughs> 
How about you, Joel? You, anything you want to remind yourself about next year? Well, next year is going to be kind of a fresh start all over again, mm-hmm. you know, so, mm-hmm. uh, cause this year was, uh, quite meager, but I tell yep. you, uh, one of the, one of the definite notes is to put out some of that deer out stuff. And, oh, yeah. And put the uh, monofilament line out, all the little critter mm-hmm. protector mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. things, you know, and I, yep. I might, uh, if I'm going to invest in anything, I might, Get one of those little electric fences that do run off the solar panels. Yeah. You know. Yep. And, uh, and I, from what I understand, it doesn't take a lot of electricity. No, and it, uh, and they, they're a lot better now than they were 10 or 15 years ago when I was first, you know, playing mm-hmm. around with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A neighbor had one and then someone stole his solar panel, <laughs> you know. Oh, come on. Yeah, really? Yeah. Jeez. I don't know what he could use it for. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. One Cigarette of, lighter or yeah, something? Yeah, one amp of electricity for, <laughs> yeah, for right. a fence, but, you know. Oh. Hopefully things have hopefully things have settled down in the neighborhood. <laughs> all I know is the deer are getting fatter, and uh, oh. raccoons and everybody else are all out there having mm. themselves a big party. You know? I've, I've seen a lot of deer this year. Matter of fact, um, the uh, I looked out the the front window when I got up. Uh, what was it Wednesday morning? And I looked down the the blueberries are right near the house there, mm. and. and uh, there was about 20 uh, turkeys in there in the bushes. Oh, yeah. They follow uh, a definite path. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I think maybe my movement in the house, you know, kind of, then they just sort of, you know, turned and started their walk, uh, their slow walk, uh, single line. And as they they walked along the ridge, uh, uh, you know, you could see them in profile, these, these black <laughs> turkeys. Silhouettes yeah. and it was really quite pretty, but uh, um, they're very predictable in my neighborhood. Oh yeah, they cut across the road in an exact same place, and I think it's because of a little stream that's there. They mm-hmm. follow that, but mm-hmm. yeah, or at least they know where they're going to look for to forage. That's for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I guess they uh, they've just added me to the list. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have somebody on the line, which oh, we good. always encourage. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah at, uh, two four four. Yeah, 802, of course, 244-1777. So let me just put that there and that there and that there and say, good afternoon, your first name in town, and you're in the garden with Peter Burke. Wild Bill in South Woodbury. By (laughs) golly. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Bill, what's up? Not much. I was just wanted to quiz you a little bit. Now, I put... A pepper, a green pepper plant, and a tomato plant in this year. Okay. And I put a whole bunch of fresh uh, pumpkin seeds in. Yeah. Now, my pumpkins, they came up, and they they started to do their long, you know, viney things and stuff. I had lots of yellow flowers. All the bees were happy and the hummingbirds and everything else. Mm. Nary a pumpkin. Not a pumpkin, you know. Not a pumpkin. And I still have like three green tomatoes. They were awfully small and yep. I got three peppers out of it. Yeah. Anything. Oh. The only thing that surprises me there is the, the three green peppers. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, the tomatoes have been real slow ripening. I've heard that complaint quite a bit over the last few weeks is, well, actually starting in the first of August. It's like, well, when are they going to, 
Um, one of the main reasons I always plant uh, uh, cherry tomatoes is they're pretty much a, a shoe-in for, for ripening as early as possible. But, uh, yeah, uh, just not enough heat and not enough sun uh, is is the only problem. Um, maybe here over the next few weeks we'll get enough sun and they should ripen up. Uh, they should ripen up just fine. Um, well, already starting to fall off, even though they're green. Oh no, really? They're falling off, huh? Yeah, well, they, you could you could try uh, pulling them, you know, uh, uh, and putting them in a paper bag or putting them on the windowsill, whatever you prefer to ripen oh, yeah, up. Yeah, they no, will. no, I, I do that, but it's yeah. just I thought it was all the water. Oh, and the other thing you might want to check is the variety. You know, um, a lot of times we get tempted with the, the the names like Big Boy or Mortgage Lifter, or you know. <laughs> no, no, it was, it, they're not, they're, it's nothing like that. I, I got these from a neighbor who uh, mm-hmm. they used to sell seedlings and all. They, oh, they used yep. to have a little farm down the road. Yeah. And it was just, a, I mean, it's a tomato. So it's a good variety it's, for, for Vermont. Yeah, yeah. It is, but I just, I thought maybe it was just all the water, but I was very disappointed in the pumpkins. Yeah. Um, I've heard this complaint quite a bit uh, also is about the um, the flowers not really um, getting fertilized. And again, I... I'd, I'd like to blame it on just uh, the huge number of days that the pollinators really haven't had a chance to go out and pollinate. Um, oh, but we, I, that's the one thing. That, this is why I'm kind of... You said you had the bees. Yeah. Oh, we've had... Because t- I have a huge amount, and mm-hmm. I'm talking a lot, of mm-hmm. uh, jewelweed. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love this stuff. Yeah. And... You can go outside my door on some days, and you can hear the hum of all the bees, and then uh, you see the hummingbirds yep, everywhere yep. flitting around. So I just I was I was kind of sad that I didn't get no, you know a couple of tomatoes. I certainly can empathize and sympathize, and uh, but Bill, I it's just it's been a a crappy season for for a lot of things like that. I thought so. <laughs> You know, like I said, I, I just wondered. I lots of lots of beautiful flowers on them. Yeah. My neighbor down well, not my neighbor, but yeah. a friend down the road about oh three quarters of a mile away. Yeah, uh, they planted squash and stuff, not yeah. pumpkin, but squash, and their vines are well, yeah. not so, long. So, yeah, but they uh, lots of flowers, no mm-hmm. squash, no squash, yeah. and there's some flowers. Yeah. Uh, Never even, I mean, they're about five foot tall or so. Yeah. And they have a little tiny bud that never even opened up. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I think we pretty much have to attribute it to the weather. Hmm. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. I guess we'll talk to you next year then. And enjoy your peppers. Well, we got three more shows, so, so uh, tune in next week anyway. Oh, I always listen. <laughs> okay. My gardening questions are over for the year. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks okay. for the call. And bye bye. And you have uh, Dick in Waterbury. Is he's, that... he's right on the air. Oh, okay, Dick. How are you? Hi, Peter. How are you? What's going on? Hey, uh, my garden season started off really, really good. Uh-huh. Um, 
when I dug my garlic, I had the best garlic that I've ever had. No kidding. <laughs> I mean, even even the smallest garlic were as big as the best garlic that I've had in years. Oh, that's great. After that, it went downhill. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. My cucumbers started off really good. Yeah. And then literally overnight, the leaves yellowed and uh-huh. everything dried up. Oh, yeah. Well, more than likely, that's that's either the the cucumber beetle or the the squash bug. One or the other got into them, and uh, probably the squash bug. Um, that's the one that's that's really very fatal and will kill a plant pretty quickly. That's the one that actually bores into the vine and and eats its way uh, through the uh, you know through the round stem. Uh-huh. And that more than likely um, is it. And, in you know, you need to look to see if you have seeds or an infestation um, and and kind of take some evasive action for next year. Yeah. Um, and let's see. So you, you said that those were your cukes. Those are the cukes. Yeah. Uh, my squash. Kind of did okay. Yeah. Um, the the bottom leaves have you know kind of yellowed, and I've been you know cutting off the ones that have died up, and they're, they're still producing a little bit. But yeah. Uh, but my zucchini has done very well. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I had a battle with those tomato hornworms on one section of my tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah. They they did a real job until I figured out what the heck was going on. <laughs> yeah. And then I think I probably pulled off about 20 of them. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were all over the place. But they it was only in one section of tomatoes. They never touched the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it all depends on where they land. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and how you have your layout of your garden. If, in between if, that and uh, being unable to keep the deer out no matter what I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Oh dear. Yeah, and and they can and they can chomp down quite a bit of of uh food. Oh, uh tomatoes, they just clean the tops right off. Oh no, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I, but, but then again, I've got rabbits and woodchucks that run around and they never touch the garden. <laughs> Count yourself as lucky there. there yeah. All righty, thanks. Okay, Dick. Yep, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Good to hear. Okay, lines are open at 244-1777. Had an off-the-air question, yeah. which I will spring on the gardening expert. It's an easy one, so you don't have to <laughs> squirm during the time that we hear from the fine sponsors that underwrite our program. Meet all of your gardening needs and desires at Dandelion Acres in Bethel. Make a statement with trees and shrubs. Grow your own vegetables and fruits with a selection of veggie starts, fruit trees, and berry bushes. And add color with annual and perennial flowers, including lush flowering hanging baskets. Don't forget the accents, unique statuary, pottery, and garden furniture. Plus, soils, fertilizers, and mulches. Everything you need and lots of things you want in one place. Dandelion Acres in Bethel, online at dandelionacres.com. We got uh, Brian waiting to go on, but had a couple of uh, <laughs> off the uh, off the air 
comments and everything, but uh, things worth discussing. One guy was talking about all the problems that I that we've been having uh, with the deer, and uh, he says, "How big's your uh, how, how big's your freezer?" So I'm I'm uh, not, not going to comment. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, I'm uh, I am not a uh, I am not a deer hunter, not a big fan of venison, but boy, I tell you, you know, considering what they're doing and. Uh, well, they're they're pretty well, pretty much uh, you know pretty much in some parts of our uh, uh, society. Definitely, these uh, these lovely little Bambi creatures are certainly asking for a trip to the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as I say, the herd, quote unquote, yeah. which is about the eight that run around Porter's Point, yeah. certainly look big and healthy. <laughs> yeah, pretty healthy this but, year. But anyway, before you put Brian on, a fellow called and wanted to, wanted you to comment on the berry season, which if all the pick your own in my neck of the woods, uh, mm-hmm. strawberries and raspberries and, uh, 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 and the blackberries, uh, pretty decent season. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's been, been my, uh, my take on it too. Is it seems like, uh, certainly raspberries, uh, I know one of the girls at work has been bringing, Bringing pints in every so often, and uh, the strawberries, same thing. Uh, uh, there's been a, uh, I guess mosses got hit pretty hard during the flood, and and they uh, they aren't, uh, so they aren't producing as much. But yeah, the, the, the ones that, that they did put out, they, you know, they had the up the price a little bit. They were a little yeah. smaller, but boy, they were a yeah. lot sweeter. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So it seemed to me, at any rate. Uh, Do you want to take Brian? Now? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I don't want to keep him on hold. Brian, yeah. you're on with us uh, from Eden. I Great. I'll be brief. I'm uh, pulled over on the side of the road. I was listening in the car here in the truck. Yeah. Um, I want to comment on the weather in people's gardens because uh, this year it's been kind of funny. We have really well-drained soil. Yeah. And. Our our garden's just been bursting at the seeds. I mean, mm-hmm. we had a great year. Mm-hmm. And we put a lot of compost in, a lot of old manure and stuff, and, you know, took care of it early on. But I think part of what's going on with people, because people right up the road are struggling with their garden. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of what's going on is, first of all, we've had borderline drought for the previous three years. Yeah. Yep, true. You know, and then to get this much rain... Uh, people expand their gardens. They get used to gardening. If there's a perch clay layer or something, it, it really affects the soil ecosystem. Like it creates this uh, anaerobic environment oh. for the nematodes yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see what you It really can affect things. I mean, it's one person will be having a great year. The three houses down is not working out at all. Yeah. But. I'd rather have too much rain than too little. He'd say it. <laughs> but I don't live in Montpelier, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I think it's it's not just the amount of rain, but it's... The combination uh, of... Yeah, it's what Mother Nature got used to during the drought, and mm. it's also mm-hmm. that perch clay layer could all of a sudden make it... I mean, it's rained so much, people's gardens aren't even drying out. I know a couple guys who are hay who haven't even been out in their fields yet. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen so, that. I've uh, seen that around the farms around the, uh, East Montpelier and Callis. And, um, it's interesting uh, that uh, that you bring this up because it, it, the the previous caller talking about the strawberries and raspberries, and there's so many, uh, would you say, local mini climate situations that can affect uh, how your garden is. 
And so as much as uh, I'd like to say there's one answer to all of these things, there's certainly a common thread. We've had a, a tremendous amount of water. Um, and those are, those are some of the things that kind of, um, you know, I advocate for the, the deep organic soil, putting vermiculite in and, and peat moss. And the point of that is, is to give your garden bed a resilience to, um, to, to zig and zag as, uh, you know, as the environment zigs and zags. If we have a lot of rain one year, uh, again, if you have, uh, if you have enough organic matter and, and something like uh, vermiculite or perlite or one of those that can absorb a tremendous amount of water, then you, you're building in a, um, you know, a, a buffer to, a, to the whole, um, to the whole bunch of different varieties of, of weather conditions. And then, of course, checking your soil to make sure your soil has, is adequate. Uh, if what you have is a sandy soil, then you're going to lose fertility, um, you know, a little quicker than, than somebody who has uh, a clay soil. If you have a clay soil, you know, you have, as you mentioned, a problem with uh, the water uh, soaking the soil and and uh, some of the plants drowning. And, all you know, all these problems we've actually we've talked about over this year so far. And um, uh, so the point is to try to make your garden beds as, um, um, you know, um, what's the word for it, I guess, uh, and so that it can, you know, change with the circumstances yeah resilient was a good word yeah resilience a good word excellent word actually yeah makes um, it thanks so much love the show i haven't called in much because like i said our garden is doing really well this year <laughs> well <laughs> that's fine i like to when people call in and brag too <laughs> <laughs> all right hey take care okay brian thanks for calling yeah yep. appreciate it yeah okay um yeah we Two four four one seven seven seven, and uh, have to uh, have to confess, I went to the supermarket yesterday and bought one of those plastic <laughs> things full of spinach. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> those are pretty good, well, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what I did? I planted just enough that I had the first harvest, and then people, you know, little critters started eating it, and I never mm. did the second planting, yeah. and, you know, or the third planting. Yeah. And, yep. So. <laughs> But uh, this time, well, this time I, I boiled it up. I usually just throw it in the salad. I boiled yeah. it up, and it disappeared into one uh, little lump. Isn't absolutely, it, amazing? it is amazing. It, it is amazing. Yeah. I mean, it was delicious. You know, yeah. put a little yeah. salt and vinegar on it. It was, uh, uh, but boy, oh boy, <laughs> you know. I think we have a call. Do we? Oh, we might oh, even like, have two. Yeah, we have two. And I'm just sitting here. You know, I'm yeah, the yeah. engineer. Come you on, know. come on, buddy, get in the ball here. Okay, <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, we'll just push this button and say your first name in town, and uh, you're on the air with Peter. Hi, my name is Kathleen, and I'm calling from the Adirondacks. I listen to y'all. Um, radio station comes in perfect. Oh, where I live, even though I'm not in Vermont, I'm sorry. <laughs> but you are more than welcome. This year has been so, so bad. Uh, first year ever like that. And I know the weather and everything. And we got bucket loads of rain, just like y'all did. Yeah. But my tomatoes... Um, can I pick them green and hope uh-huh. they turn on yeah. the porch or something? Because yeah. what's happening is they're rotting yeah. before they're turning red. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and, and I've heard this quite a bit. And uh, but yeah, for sure, uh, pick them. Okay. And, uh, you can try uh, the. Uh, depends on how many you have. You could put them in a paper bag. You can put them on your windowsill. Um, you okay. could, if you have a lot, you can take a, like a, a box from the grocery store, a, you know, fruit box kind of yeah. crate. And uh layer newspaper and and they'll ripen up. You have to you have to make it so that you can actually check that uh you know, every week or or so so they don't right. if something starts to rot. And that that will work. Um Okay. Um I've got a lot of tomatoes. They're yeah. mostly green. Mm. They either rot on mm. the vine before they turn even uh, like a lot of heirlooms that I adore. Yeah. And I'm so crushed to look at them turn rotten before they even start to color. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. So I'm going to bring them in. And also my uh, squash and zucchini. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All I have is blossoms, and the blossoms are falling off, yeah. and there's no... Yep. I haven't had any. Yep. So this is the year that you want to. Like guy before, but other than that, yeah. it's been a mess. Yeah. yeah. Potatoes uh, are good. Really good potatoes. Yes, I've had great potatoes too. And yeah. This year I'm going to harvest some, and I'm going to take a bed. And this is my experiment for next year. So I'm going to take a bed and plant the potato down about six inches, and put lots of hay on top, or not hay, but straw on top of it, right. and uh, see if they'll come up. See if I can plant those in the winter and see how they how they come up next oh, year. Oh, right, good. Yeah, no, my husband does a great job with the potatoes. We have red potatoes, mm. a ton of them, mm-hmm. and but everything on top of the ground hadn't done well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but thank you so much for your program. I listen every week, and right, I'm going to go pick green tomatoes now. Good for you. Good for you. Let okay, me know how it goes. You. Yeah, take care, Kathy. Thank you. Thank okay, you. Bye. Okay, let me just I'll push that one. And we've got uh, we've got John Walter on the line. You know, there's so many wonderful community things that John's always on top of, and he just reminded me about their sunflower content. So let me just boy, my microphone is just flying everywhere here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, we had a ton of spring here. You know, if you, I'm trying to think of something analogous. So but, uh, sunflower. Yeah, but let me con- just push get him on the. Air. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> hey, John, Sorry, John. I'm, I'm, I'm fighting the equipment here, John. Uh, but You're winning. Uh, but I yeah I'm winning. We got you on the air. I'm still on the air. And by golly, <laughs> mo- most important, Peter's on the air. So hey, I before you know before you hang up, I just have to ask about that Champlain Valley Fair from the uh, Young family. That uh, that uh, eighteen foot, <laughs> wow. eleven inch sunflower. <laughs> There. I, I I hope they bring it over to our uh, contest and they win again. <laughs> That'll be a ringer. That'll be a ringer. I tell you, I don't know. I think he grew it on Mars or something. I don't know. He he, he must have a secret. But hey, then again, we we, we we're we're going to even the playing field for everybody, and everybody will have a chance uh, sure. with what's happening right now. Why don't uh, you share that with us? Okay, so uh, this is our thirtieth annual hunt for Sunzilla. The monster sunflower, and it's going to it's going to be held on Thursday, September fourteenth. So it'll be a week from Thursday during the at at five o'clock during the farmers market over at Rusty Parker Park here in Waterbury. Okay. And uh, you know, in the spring on Arbor Day, we hand out twenty thousand sunflower seeds, these mammoth sunflower seeds, to the students over at. Uh, Crossett Brook and Brookside and the Moortown Elementary School, and we tell the kids to have at it and see what you can do. And uh, we've been uh, 
watching as sunflowers have been growing along as as they do every year, and we hand out seeds in some of the stores as well in the area. And uh, on that date, we will measure the tallest sunflower, which is Sunzilla, the heaviest sunflower head, and the largest diameter sunflower. Oh, good. And then not to be outdone, we also have the hunt for the other green monster, which is the largest zucchini. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, now in, in past years, that's been pretty easy to find. This year, with all the rain, this may be a bit of a challenge. But, yeah. uh, yep. but last year, we had a 54-pound zucchini. Oh, my oh, goodness. <laughs> that, that, that intimidated some of the sunflowers. Wow. Uh, but wow. uh, so so we we are co-sponsored by the Waterbury Rotary, right. Evergreen Gardens, uh, True Waterbury True Value Hardware, uh, Sunflower Natural Foods, and of course the uh, Waterbury Farmers Market. And the prizes for uh, some of the big sunflowers are bird feeders, mm-hmm. bird houses, sunflower seeds, and gift certificates. No, super. Oh, and w- yeah, and and we are reinstituting the uh, pre-Olympic uh, athletic event of sunflower seed spitting for accuracy <laughs> and distance. I think that was watermelon seed spitting. No, right, sunflower no, seed. Uh, I see. Sunflower seeds for sunzilla, and yeah, I it's see. for kids twelve and younger. Oh, oh right. boy, I tell you, that is yeah. terrific. <laughs> so so everybody who's been uh, looking at their sunflowers, and I've got tales of woe on mine, but uh, yep. everybody who's had good luck with theirs, uh, we hope to see you on September 14th at 5 o'clock. Okay, we have that on the calendar, and I hope to talk to you again before then just to give people a last-minute reminder, but I think anybody that's going to participate in the contest, keeping a close watch on what's uh, growing in their little patch of area and uh, getting ready to be part of that on the 14th. I just might add as an aside, the one or two years that I really was lucky with, you know, everything kind of worked out all right. I just, you know, start the start the sunflowers inside and then I put them outside and let Mother Nature do the rest. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, either up or down. One year it really was up. I had tall sunflowers with big heads, mm-hmm. and some of the best pictures I got are mm. of the cardinals, just uh, of the oh. uh, the blue jays, rather, oh, just yeah. hanging on to them and mm. picking out those seeds, yeah. and uh, quite, quite remarkable. So uh, uh, hopefully some people have had luck like that this year, and uh, we'll march away with those great prizes. Yeah. I thank you, John. Well, it's my pleasure, and we look forward to seeing everybody. Okay. Guys, take care. Yep, you don't have to have a sunflower to go in and just enjoy watching and being part of the festivities. Absolutely. We, we welcome cheering squads. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, and, uh, you know, oil up a few sunflowers and practice your sunflower spitting. I didn't think that was a, a, a sentence that I would be saying today, but <laughs> I just said it. First name in town. You're part of the party here on uh, our In the Garden program. Hi, it's Andy. I am calling from Plainfield. Hi. Hey, Andy. Hi, Peter. How are you? Good, thanks. I have a question and a suggestion. The question Mm. is this. Um, Harvested a lot of onions, dried them for a couple of weeks. We were braiding them up, and we noted that some of them had rot, and the rot seemed to move down the stem into the bulb. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so the questions is questions are what happened <laughs> and um, is there any prevention or, or thing we could do in the future to see this doesn't happen again? Well, it's one of a couple of things. It could be the um, the the leak maggot. Um, it could be uh, it could be a virus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, do you? So, just basic uh, uh, garden uh, routine. You want to make sure you change the location. Um, of wherever you're planting your onions. I don't know if you do that already. Yeah, we've been moving them around. Okay, so then it's probably more like the, um, that, uh, is it a, the leak maggot or leak thrip? Um, and this is the, this is the butterfly or the moth that flies yeah, in the spring. Yeah, yeah, and what you do is you watch for them and you put a few drops of, uh, of uh, the neem oil in there, or you can even use the Captain Jack's uh, spinosad. But somehow or another, you got to watch them real close, particularly when they start to leaf out and it goes down the stem and work their way down to the onion. Um, that's the bug. I don't know if you've seen any 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 bugs in there or maggots or anything like that. In the, uh, I haven't in cut the, the bulbs open. I mean, if I find a rotten bulb, I just throw it in the compost. Well, it, uh, it, so two things there. One is it's worth it to go ahead and see because it, most of the problems like this will sort of become a bigger problem next year. Mm-hmm. So particularly this is your first year. So you want to do a little exploration and see is it is it just a, a rot, you know, or is it a, a bug? And so you want to you want to do a little exploration there. Okay. Um, the uh, a couple of things you can do for next year is uh, go ahead and uh, before you plant your onions, uh, are you planting them for bulbs or are you planting them from uh, plants? Uh, we buy we buy starts from the garden, you know, from our from our local farmer. Oh yeah, okay. And um, the, the the other piece of evidence here is we planted whites or yellows and also reds. Yeah. The reds were unaffected. Unaffected, yeah. Unaffected this is common. Yep. Yep. Okay. I don't know why, but it's the same thing with uh, red cabbage. They don't get hit as bad with the the cabbage worm either. So anyway, so you're going to say next year. <laughs> uh, which could uh, try and is to go ahead and solarize your your planting bed. Uh, how how big? Uh, how many onions do you plant? Oh, 100, 120, something. So like that. is that like a twenty foot row or something? Yeah, I mean, in this case, it was a bed that was about mm, three by four. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So take a piece of, uh, clear, uh, either clear or black plastic, probably clear plastic for this would be the best and solarize that bed. More or less as soon as the, the snow melts, uh, tuck a piece of, of, um, plastic right on top of that bed, hold it down and let the sun kind of bake it a little bit so that anything that's in the soil, uh, won't be coming up to, you know, if you have larvae or that type of thing in the soil, they won't be coming up and crawling up. And it also will help if it's a virus. That'll also help with the virus. Um, but uh, most important thing is to uh, watch them carefully in the very, very beginning and see if you see the bug there or if you see 
uh, uh, any signs of a, a virus in it. Okay. And you say neem oil or Captain Jackson? Yep, yep. And so is this uh, the rot, is it uh, like brown kind of patches or? Um, it, no, the, the bulb just sort of softens. And it seems to move down the stem. Like, you know, what I'm doing now that we've braided it, I'm checking stems to find yeah. stems that are that are moist or rotting, and I'm checking those. Yeah, right, right. Um, so then the other thing that I wanted to mention is that you, you might want to take those and uh, not put them in your compost pile. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, so you might want to, you might want to, so when you go in and check some of them to see if you can see anything that would be a sign of one or the other, um, you know, at the very least let them dry out in the sun for a while before you put in the compost pile or put them over the bank or even put them in the garbage. So, All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate uh, the advice. Yep. Um, I, I want. I'm probably going to get booed off the air here, but I want to offer what I think will be an unpopular suggestion. But I'm going to <laughs> offer it, which is um, the John Denver song. The intro, the outro has gotten really old. Yeah. And there's other good options, and I know Joel is the master of popular music. But you know, I'm thinking you last week you were talking about parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. You know, there's the Guy Clark song about homegrown tomatoes. Oh yeah, yeah, right. And yep. there's got to be more gardening songs out there and you know maybe it's a rotation where you do a different one every week but what? I am well, on the, I, I will on the... tell you I tune in late and I tune out on the good side it, it does only last a, a few seconds so yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll grit my teeth but I feel like you could have more fun with this if you actually had some well next time Joel and I'll sing it a cappella about that right, well um, Topped my suggestion. Okay, well, he's uh, you've sown the seed, and I'm um, you know I'm, I really oh, there should, you go. I really shouldn't do this because this is proprietary information, but uh, I will give you a sneak preview of next year's theme song, which has already been chosen in advance. So you're quite Ooh. timely, and uh, and it um, we we needed something a little bit more sensitive, a little bit more realistic, a little bit more, you know, in keeping with Uh-oh. the uh, with the theme and flavor <laughs> and mood of our hour together. And so next, here comes next year's theme. Watch out for country might be doomed anyway but uh, anyway I, I i do get your message if i can be just serious for a second john denver kind of just creeped his way in on that one but it's a wonderful david mammoth song he said that uh yeah the the, home. that that just came right through there's a local hook there that's good yeah yeah at any rate thank, thank you very much thank, thank you. you gentlemen bye-bye. bye-bye well maybe i can get louis louis franco to to sing uh in the garden yeah it, it might be uh <laughs> a little more pleasant, but well, we'll take a. Believe it or not, this program is sponsored. 
<laughs> and it still is. Now, actually, these folks, uh, 12 months a year, help you with so many different things. And during the garden season, of course, uh, they've got uh, just about everything you need. Also, the expert advice has to make things happen. And uh, among them are uh, good friends at Dandelion Acres, who sponsor our podcast. Peter, we've got a uh, we've got uh, John from Hyde Park with a question on the line. Oh, yeah, okay, good, John. What's up? Hey, um, I got some daikon radishes. Yeah, I've only been growing them for three years, and uh, the last two years they didn't get very big. Hmm. But this year they're enormous, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe they like a lot of rain or something. Yeah. Um, I planted them next to some other more tender vegetables, and they're trying to overpower them, and I hope to make some kimchi in about three weeks. Yep. Would it be any bad thing to pull them and put them in the refrigerator? Oh, no, that'd be fine. Yeah. That'd be fine. They should be, uh, as long as they're they're big enough for you, then you're fine. Yeah, they're good size, so. Yeah, good. Great. Absolutely. They they keep in the cooler very well. All yeah. right. Thank you very much. And, and good luck on the kimchi. We oh, really kimchi. <laughs> wow. absolutely love it. We've it for six or seven years, and we've had good luck every year so far. Yeah. Knock on wood. Uh, do you grow the Chinese cabbage, too? Uh, no, they're not Chinese. They're just regular Just cabbage. regular cabbages, yeah. Okay, good. Some red and some green. Nope, they'll, they'll keep in your fridge just fine. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, thanks. All right, John. Okay, got another caller on the line as uh, we're in the uh, twilight moments of our program, if yeah. you will. But we always make time if people are on the line. Good uh, good afternoon. First name in town? <laughs> yeah, it is afternoon. Glenn from Brookfield. Hey, hey Glenn. Hey, I, we're doing a garden report, so I figured I'd tell you about mine. Good. I've got... I've got Beets and carrots grown in a raised bed, doing the best I've ever seen them. Great. My cucumbers were average to so-so. Yep. I've got acorn and butternut squash. I've got, I've, they're formed, but they're about half the size of last year. Yep. My tomatoes have done pretty good, and I did what you said, trimmed them yep. right up so it looks like a palm tree. So two plants I probably picked. A dozen so far, and I've got probably another dozen to go. Oh, that's great. Good to hear. And my peppers, it's been the best year ever. <laughs> I'll be darned. <laughs> Isn't that something? Yeah, I know. I, I can see no reason to rhyme for it, but that's good. I'm really glad. Like my bell peppers, I picked. I got one bell pepper, and I picked ten off that. Oh, man, you had and, a good year. And I've got... Um, Salsa peppers and jalapenos, and mm-hmm. we fill colanders mm-hmm. every three days. Oh man, Ooh, that's great! Absolutely so great. I just figured I'd, re- I'd give my report and make room for Nola. Okay, Glenn. Thanks for the report. Time, I appreciate time, it. Time, time, time. All right, see you guys. Yeah, bye bye. Timing is perfect, but I think Nola might be out there in the garden, and uh, yeah, she hopefully she's be. in full recovery at this point. Yeah. Uh, with her. Uh, um, one thing I, I want to add to uh, sure. what I was talking to Andy about, um, the other thing that you can do is uh, put a, um, a cover over your onions once you've planted mm. them, and that, that will keep the, the thrip from landing on your, um, on your plants and, and laying their eggs so that the larva doesn't go down. 
and that's also just having a simple barrier. So, okay, good. Yep. Yeah, I just wanted to add that. Well, uh, not that we were really looking for a new theme, but, uh, well, you know, we'll entertain any good idea. <laughs> I, but, you know, in looking at garden songs, I've been asked, Joel, what was the very first record you ever had? You know, mm-hmm. someone who has actually, you know, we've got 33,000 records. Oh, yeah. The WDEV Subterranean mm-hmm. Archives. Yes, and that's in the a, archives. That's no exaggeration. And, uh, you know, and I poke my nose, uh, you know, <laughs> and a needle on, I'd say more than half of them at this point. I don't know how many you can in a lifetime. And I've, mm-hmm. you know, had a mobile DJ business back in the vinyl days. So I had a <laughs> great collection of my own. Uh, but people ask me what was my first record and it must have been when I was three or four years old because not only do I still have it, uh, it was given to me. It was on a small seven inch, but not a 45. This was, uh-huh. you know, uh, way back, well, the forties, late forties. Kid, kids record player. Kids record, yeah. Mm-hmm. Opaque yellow 78 mm-hmm. RPM yep. record and it was the carrot seed. Have you ever heard that song? No, a little boy heard. who planted a carrot seed. No, I've never heard this song. And apparently I was doing that with my, uh, in my grandfather's garden. And you know how small carrot seeds yeah. are. Yeah. And uh, I found a little bit of it, uh, on, uh, in some program we have on. This is not from my record. I usually mm-hmm. play from the, the actual records, but, uh, th- th- this I do believe is a transcription of, uh, I don't know how long it's going to go, but anyway, here. Carrots grow from carrot seeds. I'll plant the seed and grow it. I'll water it. I'll pull the weeds. Carrots grow from carrot seeds. <laughs> That's it. That, that was, my, and there was a little bit more to that. And there was that, narration. That is but precious. That is it. That is yeah, the, absolutely. That is the first record I have. And I can remember keep dropping the needle on it. Oh my gosh! And I got my own. <laughs> My own little machine back then, so I didn't destroy the family. You know, my dad's jazz records. <laughs> yeah. uh, so anyway, there that, that is that is so cool. So there's a candidate for yeah, it. Yeah, but, um, I think we've you've, uh, you've been doing this show for a lot of years. Then it started out with a carrot seed. It, uh, the carrot seed record was my my first record, and I still have it. You know, being somewhat of a, a that's hoarder, amazing you know. that you yeah, still have something right. from that long ago. Yep. All right, folks. Well, we've got September 9, September 16, and September 23, I believe. I think we have three more shows. So um, if you have questions about putting the garden to bed, uh, what to plant uh, now for, for next spring, um, just, you know, and again, uh, if you want to call and brag about your garden, that's great, or complain, that's fine, too, uh, if you have some questions. And... Um, We'll uh, we'll enjoy your call. Okay, and, and uh, we'll do this all in the garden. Aren't in, we? The gar- in the in the garden. <laughs> I'm gonna, next, next. Actually, I'm going to go home and be in the garden. So <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to find. Uh, you know what? This is amazing. This is amazing. And playing around with all the music. Yeah. I will have one listener very happy because I think I lost the, <laughs> the garden scene. Let's see what I can do here. What can I do? Is this going to work? Uh, let's see. From the author of the song for a change. Oh, yeah. The man who wrote the song.
Inch by inch, row by row Gonna make this garden grow All it takes is a rake and a hoe And a piece of fertile ground And inch by inch, row by row Someone blessed these seeds I sow Someone warmed them from below Till the rains come tumbling down well, I tell you, his muse was uh, uh, was active that day, that's for sure. What a wonderful song. In the Garden today, brought to you by the Willie Store, family-owned since 1900 in Greensboro. By Poly Construction on Gregory Drive in South Burlington, where one call does it all. By Montpelier Agway, your locally-owned Montpelier Agway on East Montpelier Road. By these flowers and garden shop, flowers, hanging baskets, annuals, and so much more in Waitsfield. By Menard's family-owned True Value Store, that's a point of destination, on Brooklyn Street in Morrisville. By Clausen's Florist, Greenhouse, and Perennial Farm in Colchester. Top quality Vermont-grown plants since 1972. By Sticks and Stuff and Swanton Lumber, Vermont's largest independent home center. Go to sticksandstuff.com for store locations and hours. Buy PR Lumber, Route 15 in Wolcott. Family Mill Lumber for all your projects. Check them out on Facebook. They're open to serve you. Guy's Farm and Yard. Four locations throughout the area. If it eats and grows, guys can feed it. Guy'sFarmandYard.com. Dandelion Acres Garden Center, Route 107 in Bethel. Their website, dandelionacres.com. Our website, wdevradio.com, where Dandelion Acres sponsors the In the Garden podcast. We'll be back next Saturday, 1230 in the noon hour, for In the Garden with Peter Burke. This is WDEV. Someone warm them from below Till the rains come tumbling down